Two humorous nurses would like to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which we record our podcast, the Yorta Yorta people. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders listening today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. The podcast that gives you permission to rest. (sighs) (laughs) Welcome to Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. But today we're not talking about nursing. (laughs) I mean, no, we we kind (laughs) of are. Yeah, it's always nursing. Yeah, Uh, we're going to talk about sleep. The ever important, (laughs) the ever important snooze. As shift workers, obviously, we know sleep's so important. And honestly, it's hard to come by sometimes um, as mums, especially new mum. Mm. So, I mean, I've, I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, I, I will say that. Um, but we know that occasionally sleep is damn near impossible. Did you know that the average person will sleep for 227,760 hours in a lifetime? Did you do that on the calculator? Yeah, it's hard to say. That's why I took a lot of that's 9,490 days or 26 years. Jesus Christ. 26 years. That's nearly it's, my whole life. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's um, about a quarter to a third of your life you'll spend asleep. And before the 1950s, they believed that sleep was a passive activity where your brain and body were dormant. But now it's known that you're, like during sleep, your brain is actually really engaged in a number of activities that are necessities to life. Like what? Like growing and, and yeah, hormone so, production and all yeah, that Yeah, well, shit. it's also linked to quality of life, which we all know. If you don't yeah, sleep, of course. Life's yeah. you can get really shit. But, yeah, the brain is, like, actively engaged um, throughout sleep. So. Well, I can just tell you one of my dreams and, and you'd believe that. Like, my dreams yeah. are fucking insane. I don't dream very much, but, yeah, I get that. Sometimes I wake up and be like, oh, my God, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I wake myself up and be like, wow, that was so, like, intense. Intense. Um, I mean, quality sleep. Like, there's a difference between sleep and quality sleep. Oh, like, I woke up – can I tell you this morning? This is so perfect that we're doing this episode today. <laughs> I woke up this morning to a baby crying and my husband going, the dog spewed on the carpet last oh. night. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, she's had a good sleep. And I was like, oh, well, that explains why she woke me twice. The dog woke me twice in the night. She's never done that before. And I just thought she wanted to pat. So I was just like patting her in my sleep. Then went back to sleep and woke up. There's vomit on the carpet. (laughs) Yay. So not so good quality last night for me. Um, But obviously quality sleep is essential to survival. As as essential to survival as food and water. I totally believe that. Yeah, I do too. Food, water and sleep, that's all we need. Exactly. <laughs> the odd coffee. Um, yeah, and obviously our brain needs sleep to function. And um, I mean, we've done a bit of research into this. Well, you have. Shocking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, basically it's important for how your nerve cells communicate with each other as well. So recent findings suggest that sleep plays a housekeeping role that removes toxins in oh, your brain yeah. that um, build you up while you're awake that build up while you're awake so it's wow. like cleansing so sleep's like instead of going and getting one of those like magnesium foot spa things you know the infrared yeah, things right. that pull all the juices out or just go to sleep irrigation oh to i booked one of those ones but i never went and did oh. it me and my old housemate 
very funny. Yeah, it's not for me. We should do it one day. <laughs> you pretty much have a chronic irrigation every Most time you go to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, there's two main processes that regulate sleep, circadian rhythm and sleep drive. So circadian rhythms are controlled by the biological clock located in the brain. It's a key function of that clock is responding to light cues, so ramping up um, production of the hormone melatonin at night and then switching it off when it senses that light is coming, which is why in a in like a perfect world, you would wake up to the sun coming up, not your alarm clock at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, so true. And it explains why people go nuts in like solitary when there's no like yeah. external light. Or, yeah. And also... Um, what about those countries that have like 20 hours of daylight in the summer and like three hours of daylight in the winter yeah that's like, crazy that has to be i don't know how friends something. of ours in sweden like you ring them at three o'clock in the afternoon and they'll be like oh yeah it's black the Still sky's dark. black yeah, exactly, like all the street lights like are on so far away it's from so the sun, strange the um i was watching louis through the other day and mm-hmm. it fascinated me he was like my doing i oh, know me too <laughs> my <laughs> money don't jiggle jiggle yeah. anyway <laughs> Um, I was watching, it was an old one, it was like a gambling one, and how the casino lights, like he asked oh. one guy, like, how long have you been here? He's like, oh, I'm pretty sure it must be close to three days. But he, he actually had no idea, like Louis had to say yeah. to him, like, do you even know what the time is? Like, yeah. you've been here for, you know, two and a half days. And they days. say that about casinos, that's, it's designed to keep people um, Stimulated, yeah, yeah. Because, like, even the sound that the pokey machines mm-hmm. make that they, when they're not being used mm-hmm. is is enticing to people. <sighs> crazy crazy, and it it blows my mind um yeah i love the whole circadian rhythm thing like like your body's natural like i always wonder like why do we sleep at night like and why do some Um, animals like why are they nocturnal it's like their circadian rhythm is like a response to the i don't know yes next episode nocturnal animals (laughs) (laughs) it's like when i paid um 90 a ticket to go into the kiwi safe haven place like whatever you call it in um queenstown it was so expensive to get in there i kid you not do you think i got to see a kiwi no because those things are nocturnal mate and they never move <laughs> so even in the nocturnal area where the kiwis should be it wasn't around oh and i was God. like i paid all this money to see a live kiwi and i never got to see when i saw an old dead stuffed one. Oh, it's like when oh. you see it when you go to any of those like exhibits and yeah, you know, know they're like oh that they're sleeping or they're hibernating in winter you're like what the fuck am i even doing here <laughs> why are you hibernating <laughs> <laughs> they should make it like a glass window up near your hibernation you station you go to a zoo this is so off topic yeah <laughs> when you go to a zoo you should get a tick chart if you get to tick what animals are active and then when you leave you get a refund based on the <laughs> 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 anyway back to the topic so circadian rhythm is obviously controlled by the light stimulation and melatonin hormone and then sleep drive is when your body craves sleep like it's like hunger for food so throughout mm. the day your desire for sleep builds and then it reaches a certain point you need to sleep is that like 4 a.m on night shift you know how yes, you start like, like getting really cold oh and you like Nausea start getting nauseous yes tummies full of gas yes like, oh mate. Go. and so your body can actually force you to sleep if you don't listen to those cues you know, like one of our staff members might fall asleep during handover or <laughs> <laughs> we all know who that is. Um, and while you're driving a car, so like micro sleeps, like where you have absolutely no control over falling asleep, but your body shuts down, your brain oh. literally shuts down because you fought the... That's why like sleep deprivation is like a form of torture. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, microsleeps can be engaged by the brain for one or two seconds, even if your eyes are open and you think Oh, that's yeah. terrifying. So terrifying. So, you know, you really should listen to your body, that old saying. That old chestnut. That, yeah, which we <laughs> But there's nothing worse. You're like six o'clock in the evening and you've just like eaten dinner and you're like, God, I could go to bed. Yeah. But you watch like a little bit more RuPaul or Real Housewives <laughs> and then it's 9.30 and you're on your phone wide awake. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, midnight. It's the worst. You go to bed at 9.30 and then you realize it's 11.30 yeah, by the time you put your phone, phone down. Like two hours oh, of TikTok. Terrible. <laughs> Um, I found something on the yeah. National Sleep Foundation website mm. about shift work disorder. Shocking. And I was like, tick. tick. Like, this has just nailed it for me. So it's also known as shift work sleep disorder. Have you ever heard of this? No, but I mean, I've probably experienced it. it. Yeah, it totally makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, so you've got to, you've got to have issues for about a month before you well, can I be to, deemed to have... When I did have... night shift, um, permanent night shift after I had Amelia... I needed sleeping tablets to actually physically be able to oh, sleep. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. And like then were I you hung sleep. over all the time when you were at work? I was just permanently exhausted. Oh, Christ. Literally permanently exhausted. Well, I want to tell everyone about this because I think it's just so yeah. fun. It, it actually made me really laugh. Tell us. Um, it made you laugh. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for you. I know. So it's a condition that primarily affects people who work night, early morning and rotating shifts. Tick. Mm. The disorder may cause insomnia when workers attempt to sleep and or excessive sleepiness while they're at work, and significant sleep loss usually occurs. The average person with shift work disorder loses one to four hours of sleep yeah. per night. So, I mean, that's not – I wouldn't say that's significant, but no, if you look if at that any, over a long period of time like that – you sleep seven to eight hours, that's half your sleep. Yeah. So what is shift work disorder, right? What is it? What is it? So it's a circadian rhythm sleep wow. disorder. So Nat, thank you, Kelly, You're for welcome. taking us through the circadian rhythms. <laughs> And it's characterized by misalignment between the body and the circadian rhythms, which makes sense because if you're yeah, like working two lates, two earlies, and then you're doing like you got one day off and then have three nights, like your yeah. body's going to be fucked. And, and then you have one day off and then come back and do some exactly. earlies. Like, of course, you're not going to um, be in a good cycle. It's kind of like, I feel like it's like little doses of permanent jet lag. Like yeah. that's kind of how I would explain exactly... it to someone who doesn't do shift work. Yeah. But it specifically relates to that misalignment related to a work schedule that overlaps a traditional sleep wake yeah. cycle which is exactly what we do as nurses yeah, if you're working right. rotating shifts like a good and we we chat to someone later in this episode about like good sleep hygiene mm. and it's like go to bed at the same time wake up at the same time yeah. and now i don't do shift work i do that yes and my quality of life is like the epitome well yeah, no, but so you great. you're not you're not waking up at 4 a.m anymore no, because I went back on my own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> helps me sleep. Helps me pain. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. <laughs> so Brought to you by metazapine. <laughs> so if left untreated, so I, this made me laugh because I'm like, okay, A, how do you treat it? But anyway, if it's left sleep, untreated, yeah. right, obviously there's complications <laughs> of this sleep disorder. Shocking. Mood problems, right. Get uh, ready. Just wait. You're, you all know this one. Yeah. Shift work disorder can cause people to feel impatient, irritable, and unable to cope with problems or conflicts. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like this is like half of the ward stuff at the moment. Not not my ward, but like every ward. Yeah, I feel like yeah, absolutely. irritable, impatient, like just fucking over it, yeah. right? Unable to cope. Um, many avoid interacting with their co-workers <laughs> while on the clock and may also feel less inclined to socially engage with friends or family when not at work. Obviously, people with shift work disorder are higher risk of depression uh, compared to those who don't have this disorder. That makes sense as well because sleep 
you know, as we said, is so important. Yeah, of course. But I also regulation. feel like no wonder we're all fucking miserable. Like, doing yeah. <laughs> this shift work shit is bullshit. We're like pandemic nurses, shift work, no sleep. Thank God it's for it. Thank winter. God for that two humorous nurses podcast keeping and everyone. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect mix. <laughs> um, I love this one too. Poor work performance. Uh, like people aren't going to perform at their best. They're going to struggle to concentrate, yep. pay attention and remember things. Yeah. I feel like sense. <laughs> higher accident risk. So maybe more needle stick injuries. I don't know. Uh, shift work disorder decreases alertness and reaction time, yeah. puts the worker at higher risk so of committing even, errors, actually. Mm. And not even related to, like, being at work, but, like, driving home from mm. work. So, like, where we live, some people have to drive up to an hour home or even more from work. So that risk of having an accident while driving. Yeah, it must be huge. You know, your reaction times are down, like, for kangaroo, like, the other day. Don't they say you jumped out in front of yeah. me. <laughs> Like, Don't they say if you are sleep deprived and you drive, it's the equivalent to being over the, yeah, the alcohol, blood yeah, alcohol limit, the legal yeah, blood alcohol limit? That's, yeah. Yeah, like as far, like the equivalent to reaction oh, time and that kind of stuff. Exactly. And there's other like added health problems. I think, you know, lack of sleep, I guess it can exacerbate um, other underlying yeah. health problems. Like if, you're, if you've got stress or depression already or if you've got GI problems, I tell you. Yeah. When I work nights or afternoon shift, I like, and I... I get the worst wind pain. I like I get so much. bloated. Like I have to undo my pants yeah. sometimes because I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't normally have trouble with like feeling like bloating and grossness. I'm a bit windy. As well, like if you're not sleeping, you're not eating. You're not always going to eat well because you're like, oh, well, you know, all of your I'll routines just grab some would be out instead of cooking. Yeah. I'm so tired, or I'll. Just have toast for dinner or I'll have, you know, you end up eating like really weird shit, weird stuff that's not. I eat veggie chips all night and Coke Zero and it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a chips and dip on night shift. Oh, really? Yeah, like I could eat a whole tub of dip in the night. Gherkin dip. Oh, yeah. No wonder you're windy. (laughs) I love gherkins. (laughs) Pickle me. I could just see you coming to work with a plate of soft cheese biscuits and dip now. Yeah, well, that's how it's coming afternoon shift. Yeah, exactly, with afternoon, with afternoon tea. tea. <laughs> Some other issues can be like low testosterone. So apparently like oh. um, uh, shift work can affect your testosterone levels, which can prevent, uh, which can present in fatigue, low energy and low libido. Oh. Interesting. Makes sense. And um, obviously substance mm. abuse. So, I mean, people self-medicate. Look at Kelly, couldn't sleep, gets on her metazapine. Like, <laughs> Self-medicate. I was prescribed. Oh, okay, sure. The CBD gummies, however. I was gonna yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's like, oh, I had four. I'm like what? Yeah, you, uh, you what? I'm like fully obsessed with them. My God, we Just need to stage an intervention. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Some people experience fewer symptoms of the disorder after transitioning to a more conventional work shift. I mean, obviously, like eliminate <laughs> the problem and yeah, you will exactly. get a result. <laughs> But some people, the insomnia persists after changing schedules, and this um, this could be a possible like chronic uh, insomnia disorder. Yeah. I've I've never gone like a full night without having sleep at all. Have you? But deliberately gone a full oh, night? Oh, I mean, like, yeah, like night shift and stuff, or no, like no. party. Yeah, or like stayed up all night, like when I was a teenager and stuff. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. I'm too Talking. old for that. Talking on the beach with a boy for hours. I'm talking with my gay best friend on, like, sitting on the boot of my mum's car. (laughs) And then her car got stolen. Anyway, that's a whole different story. I don't think I've ever gone a night, like, 
that wasn't deliberate without sleep. Yeah, yeah. But I've definitely had – I have intermittent sleep all the time. Like, it's not pleasant. And, like, even when Amelia was little, she was a, a great sleeper. So I don't ever feel like I was completely sleep-deprived besides, no. you know, what you have to do as a, with a newborn. But, yeah, sleep for me has always been a struggle. And I feel like since having anxiety and depression in the last couple of years and being on medication for that, like that – if. You know, I said to you a few months ago, I think I need to go back on my antidepressants. Mm. I cannot stay asleep. Yeah. And I was only getting three or four nights asleep. But I wear my Apple Watch. And when prior to taking the antidepressant, my sleep was so broken. Like, I don't think I went longer than an hour. And now I can go... The other night, I went five hours of solid sleep. And when I woke, when my alarm went off, it was like from 12 to 5.30 when my alarm went off. And I actually got up. I didn't hit snooze or anything. And I was like, wow, it's amazing what, like, solid sleep will do. Yeah. And you feel a million bucks when you've had that great Oh, it's so good, isn't it? To, like, wake up and just be like... Feel energised. Yeah. I'm ready to just sit on the couch and drink coffee for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, sleep's so important for many reasons. Um, So we asked Alicia from the sleep movement to fill us in on why... Um, you need sleep and how to set yourself up for some really good sleeping habits and our chat with her was amazing so we're going to drop that in here. Alicia is a news reporter who has created the sleep movement a monthly subscription self-care box to help busy women prioritize themselves and create a guilt-free rest and establish a bedtime routine so they can sleep better wake up better and ultimately achieve more. Welcome, Alicia. Thank you so much for coming on our humble podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to talk to you about all things sleep. And we had the pleasure of uh, uh, opening one of your boxes recently. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I didn't realize like how many like, adjuncts. <laughs> yes, it was like a little treasure box. We opened them. We're like, <laughs> and I didn't realize how many like sleep adjuncts there could be and how many things you could really need to help you sleep. I will say that there was a selenite stick in there and my sister was like, oh, they're supposed to like warn off bad things. And I hung it at my front door. I'm like, oh, maybe it'll keep certain people away. <laughs> that might help me sleep better, less stress. But <laughs> we're going to get in right into sleep now. So obviously sleep's important for many reasons, but can you give us maybe some reasons why we might not sleep well? Yeah, of course. I mean, I like to think of it as there's two different types of people. There's those who can't sleep well and then there's those like me that can't go to bed. And I think there's different (laughs) reasons why, um, you know, different reasons for that. And common reasons are burnout, you know, trying to do too much in one day and overloading your schedule. Mm. Overthinking, you know, your brain's racing a thousand miles an hour when you hit the pillow so you can't concentrate. I think... That's me. I literally can't turn it off. Like I'm at the point where I'm wearing like noise cancelling earbuds in bed and like playing something like a sitcom or something because otherwise the thinking just doesn't stop. I think that's, you know, even though we are in different jobs, but as a nurse, you would have to always be on when you're, you know, at work. You can never wind down. There's no, you know, Friday, early finish, knock off drinks, that sort of thing. You know, you, Mm. you never know what's around the corner. So that's, you know, a really common problem that I suppose a lot of us face um but yeah other reasons that might stop us from sleeping including like physical reasons is eating large meals before bed you know if you have too much caffeine late in the day you know even doing exercise later in the day can really just trick your brain into thinking it's it's, pump up time (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. And, you know, we overhear this one and we, we know we shouldn't do it, but exposure to blue light and being on your phone mm. in bed. I mean, I'm guilty. I, I still think do everybody it. is. It's an epidemic, phones in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, but I suppose, you know, we just don't want to miss out and that's just the culture that we're living in at the moment. So, um, yeah, I guess they're just some of the common reasons. I always say that if people are really struggling, they should always seek out medical advice. But if there is some different ways that they can try to, you know, wind down before they go to bed, then I definitely support that and we'll get into that I suppose a bit later why is sleep so important I mean that's such a broad question but do you have an answer for us (laughs) I do I do so you know I think that we all sort of realize the importance of sleep because we know that when we sleep better we wake up feeling better but a good way to kind of imagine it and bear with me when I go through this but if you imagine us humans as mobile phones we need sleep to recharge our batteries so Just like our phones, different activities use up more batteries than others do. Um, When we get rest, we can then feel more recharged and have more energy to perform different activities in our day. And when we're running out of batteries, you know, we don't feel like we can perform as well. So sometimes I feel like I'm really pushing the boundaries and working on 1% battery, you know, the whole day. (laughs) Waiting that you're just really just pushing that extra activity so I think that that's you know one overview of the reason but if you go into um, you know according to the Sleep Health Foundation Australia they go into you know more reasons that sleep helps to boost our mood and productivity you feel better when you slept well because um, we all know somebody who might be a bit grumpy if we know that they've had a broken <laughs> sleep or had a late night um, <laughs> it also helps us to think more clearly it improves our memory and it also, you know, lowers our risk of serious health problems such as diabetes or heart disease or, you know, other sort of things that might come up down the road. Well, you've given me all the reasons I need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> How much sleep do we really need? I love this question. Yeah. I find it so fascinating. I think, you know, again, if we refer to the Sleep Health Foundation, they have a chart that refers to different ages and the recommendations. So, By the time we get to, obviously, you know, when we're born, we need more sleep. And by the time we get to about 18 years of age, it stabilizes. So between 18 until 65 and over, we need around seven to nine hours of sleep per night. That is the recommended time frame to help us feel properly refreshed and to function at our best throughout the day. But I love that so many different things can impact this. We know that some of us can you know two of us could sleep for seven hours and one might wake up feeling amazing and the other might be so sluggish so there's a thing called sleep chronotypes and there's four different chronotypes there's a lion a bear a wolf and a dolphin and a lot of people will fall into one of these categories so if you allow me I'll go through them all please do I love this stuff yeah this is so interesting Yeah, I love it as well. So I guess if you are a lion, you are the typical early bird. You normally wake up early between 5 to 6 a.m. And then you tend to wind down around 9.30 and go to bed around 10. So staying out late, you know, can impact your schedule. You might not adapt as well to that the next day. If you are a bear, um, you tend to follow the sun. So you do well when you wake up at around 7 to 7.30 in the morning you like to wind down around 10 p.m. And let's say you're in bed around 10.30 to 11. And you can also adapt well. If you're having a late night, you can adapt and bounce back the next day. Mm. The wolf Mm. or the classic night owl, you like to wake up, well, later than 8 a.m., but 
because you might have to get to a job at 9 a.m., you push the boundary. You wake up around 7.30 till 8 a.m. You wind down, if you do, at around 11 p.m. and you won't go to bed until midnight and even later. You tend to be super sleepy in the morning but will happily stay out, you know, until all hours. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not me. and the last one is the dolphin so this chronotype is based on the ability of dolphins to stay alert even while they're sleeping so this means you're typically a light sleeper you can be woken easily and you can also fluctuate between having late nights and um, late mornings as well but typically you do best at around 6 30 a.m that's your optimal wake up Mm -hmm. time and you'll do best to wind down around 10 30 and being there at around 11.30. I, I guess there's no real one-size-fits-all approach. Um, I was going to say, what is it when you get up at 7 and then go to bed at 7? <laughs> Not that I do that, but it's like I feel like I'd really be at my optimal if I got a solid 12 hours sleep at night. I'm like a luxury for a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, well, my kids have been waking up like before 5 o'clock for the last three weeks, so... Everyone at work today was like, How's your weekend? I was like, Yeah, me and my husband had a nap yesterday afternoon and it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the best Sunday ever. (laughs) So funny. What do you reckon you are, Alicia? I think I'm the lion. Like, I'm the real early riser. Yeah, Yeah, I think I like, I really, and I I feel like I'm super productive in the mornings. Like, I, um, I love doing lates because in the morning I can get all of my jobs and stuff done. But then when I'm at work, I get like tummy pains and stuff because my body's like, you really should not be doing this much activity this late in the evening. <laughs> Go to bed. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm definitely at my no. best like right now. I'm a super light um, sleeper though. Like I, anything will wake me. So that's really annoying because I'll get a, I'll like hear Amelia go to the toilet or Cam roll over or. I feel like when I'm out, I'm out. Like once my bedroom was on fire and I was asleep, I slept through the whole thing. My mum had to like drag me onto the floor, onto a towel, and then like drag me all the way down the hallway. And I woke up in her bed the next day and was like, what happened? She's like, you set your bedroom on fire. You went to bed with a candle uh, on and your whole, and yeah, I could sleep through anything. Oh my God. (laughs) You're crazy. (laughs) How do we create a good bedtime routine, which is what I guess you're all about with the sleep movement bot? Of course. I mean, I my number one piece of advice for a good bedtime routine is to keep it simple. So, you know, a bedtime routine is important because it essentially signals to our brain that it's time to sleep. You know, we can get ready for it. It prevents us from hitting the pillow and tossing and turning. And you see so many graphics or pictures on Instagram about seven-step routines, ten-step routines, and <laughs> by all means, the time, go for it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, say, just keep it simple. Even just having a cup of tea, something small, it's something that we do um, anyway, a lot of us do anyway, but it really is, you know, you might already be doing a routine without even realising it. Um, maybe start off enjoying a cup of tea, scrolling on your phone and then try to just remove the phone and just enjoy your tea and just try to wind down in that moment and have a quiet moment to yourself. Another thing that I like to do is I think, you know, we all do it if you're wearing makeup, cleanse your face before bed, get into that routine, don't go to bed with your makeup on. Journal if you've got so many thoughts racing through your mind, practice gratitude or even just reflect on your day and write some notes 
I also like to always, you know, track my bedtime. So I always put down the goal bedtime <laughs> that I hope to get to bed. I mean, I haven't always done this. It's sort of something that I've really focused on with the sleep movement because I was feeling overwhelmed. And that was something that really did help me just to set that goal in place because you could tell anyone, you know, you wanted that you want to go to bed at 9.30 every night. But unless you can actually like tick it off on a piece of paper, you don't really feel that you hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. At least I didn't myself. So that's something that's really helped me. Even reading, and I'd say um, I used to only read business books, you know, nonfiction autobiographies and true crime, and that was not winding down. So <laughs> just getting yourself wired for really wild dreams. It really was. And I was thinking, you know, while I'm reading, I'm, I'm winding down, but my brain was still on. It was still wired. So mm. I've, in the last month or so, I've stocked up on some nonfiction, on some fiction books and really just help to give myself that escape before bed. Um, but there are so many things, you know, even lighting a candle, using magnesium, essential oil rollers, different practices that you can do, such as meditation. Um, and one of my favourites as well is deep breathing or breathing exercises. Mm. So if you've both heard of box breathing before yeah is that like the in for four out for four yes yeah, yeah. in for four hold for four out for four hold for four yeah. even doing simple things like that can really ground you before you go to bed so if you are feeling overwhelmed or you know wired when your head hits the pillow doing simple breathing and just focusing your attention on that at that given time can help you to wind down for bed and hopefully help you fall asleep a lot quicker than normal don't you feel like it's like it's like um the hardest thing about all of this is just saying I'm gonna do it now and actually doing it like I feel like they're all such simple things that you can easily implement and I'm I'm a shocker like I I know that if I listen there's like this podcast called sleepy and it's the most world's most boring man with like the most like monotonous voice and he just reads like old (laughs) novels and I'm asleep in like 23 seconds but if I'm like you know if I do anything else I'm like awake for ages tossing and turning trying to get comfortable all that shit like it's literally all I have to do is press play and then and it's done I I use the function on my phone that turns sleep on so I have what's that what do you mean yes well you don't have an apple, so I don't know if it's on yours, but you can set your sleep function. So at quarter past nine, my phone tells me it's winding down to bed. And so it stops all alerts. So I don't get alerts from what? anything on my phone at all um, until my alarm goes off the next morning. So I can open my phone and use it. But like if I'm watching TV, my phone won't give me any alerts which is really good if you're like text messaging or anything like that. And then it automatically sets my alarm and dims everything and it's it's great. So it comes on every night at quarter past nine with a name for bedtime at 10. Most of the time I'm already relatively in bed. But, yeah, I love it. I I I don't don't know. It was in like the health settings. I was like, oh, this is a good way just to block my phone without turning. Like it does it automatically. So sometimes I think, especially if I've been in a messaging with someone, and like all my family's in WA, so the time difference often we are messaging that late. And I'll be like, mm. oh, they never replied. And then there's like five messages because my phone's blocked it. I didn't even know. That's <laughs> a bit great. awkward. I love that. But I love that feature because it's like something that you don't even have to think about. It just no. automatically does it. Yeah, yeah. So, good. so good. And then no interruptions overnight either. So it does have a setting so that if mm. someone tries to call you, 
more than three times in five minutes, it will let them through, or you can set specific numbers to allow to come through. So if there's an emergency, people don't call but, yeah. now unless the, it is serious. Like I know, I always say that you in the middle I, of the night, like there's yeah. a problem. <laughs> Tell us about your subscription boxes because we, as we said at the start, we received one from you and it was so good. Like everything in it, we're like, yes, I've got it all in front of me right now. And I'm The candle. We have to talk about the candle. I've never smelled anything like it. (laughs) Literally every day I hold it in front of my daughter and I'm like, just smell it, smell it. And I'm just like... It's a whole sensory experience, this box. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you say that. I'm so happy to hear that you love it. And, you know, I love creating them as well. So I'm the same with you with the candles. So, um, <laughs> yeah, as an overview, the Sleep Movement is a luxury monthly sleep subscription box um, and masterclass portal, which helps busy, ambitious, burnt-out women, you know, trying to do it all, um, really just give ourselves permission to rest, pamper ourselves with a bedtime routine. It's all about just helping us, you know, make some time for ourselves before bed so we can get the best sleep possible for us. Um, So as a member, um, you get a box of these self-care items every single month and then you also get access to a live masterclass um, with various professionals. So we have a different theme every month. Recently we've had meditation, we've got Pilates upcoming, we've got human design, we've got Reiki Mm. upcoming. I've just had a psychologist on talk about beating burnout. So it's all of these, I guess, combined things that really help us to sleep better. So you get, you know, the products as well, but you also get the educational concept as well and content. So um, different examples of things that come inside the boxes, as you mentioned, the candle, we have silk pillowcases and eye masks. We have books, tea, hot chocolate. You know, sleep can still be fun. We can have a hot chocolate before we go to bed. Bath salts, different things that, you know, a lot of us like to use and might not necessarily always treat ourselves to. But when you do get this box and you do feel like you're part of a community and a movement, it does inspire you to make that time for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I have different options. So people can just try it out for one month or they can subscribe for 12 months, six months or even three months. That's something that, you know, you don't think about it every month. You just get a surprise when this box of goodies has just <laughs> arrived at your doorstep. So, yeah. I, I do have to say the silk pillowcase, you know, I when <laughs> Kelly opened it and I was like, <gasps> like this. <laughs> and I've been, I literally, I said to, <laughs> we were like taking photos and I'm like, I'm going to put it on my bed right now. And I went and put it on the bed and then, I've slept with it every night and I wake up and I go, how has it taken me 30 years to get a silk pillowcase? Like it's literally (laughs) my favourite. I'm I'm obsessed. I'll never, ever not have a silk pillowcase ever again. So um, this, honestly, this box is like, the only word I can can find to describe it is like a dream. The whole thing is just absolutely magical. Thank you for sharing it with us and um, telling our listeners, I think you'll all sleep better because I know I have actually even though my kids getting up at 5 30 I feel like I've had a whole night's sleep <laughs> great you need to roll that um sleep roller on I rolled it on Amelia tonight I was like sleep <laughs> the um Alicia the journal can people buy the journal that you made separate yes they can they can buy the journal separate and right. any leftover products that I 
outside the box, you can always just go onto the website and get them individually as well. Created a um, sleep movement journal, which people that listen to this podcast know that I have a real love-hate relationship with journaling. And I have a real love relationship with journaling. (laughs) But I don't do it ever unless I'm instructed to do it by my meditation uh, teacher. When she's sitting there, I don't do it at home. But your journal is literally like the easiest one because there's just dot points with simple prompts like what made me smile? (laughs) Did you go to bed on time? (laughs) Like (laughs) little things that you can fill out for the week. Did you create this because you have trouble going to bed? Like is that what your thoughts around it were? Yeah, exactly. It was that I have trouble going to bed and it's, you know, it sounds so silly even saying that out loud, but it's just, (laughs) I try to do so much and working in a newsroom, you are so wired all day. And then I have a one hour home. I don't get home until eight o'clock and then you've got to have dinner. So I'm literally doing what I've just told everybody not to do. I'm having a meal late (laughs) at night. (laughs) When the news is out air at six o'clock, you can't just say, sorry guys, I'm going to go heat up my dinner now. So it's, it's just like the news can wait things. I need to eat <laughs> but yeah like you were saying I got overwhelmed with regular journals because there were so many different things that I had to fill out how much water was I having during the day and different um, other sections and I just wanted something that was literally purely focused on sleep so what time do I want to go to bed and what's one activity that I can do before I go to bed that makes me feel like I'm at least doing somewhat of a bedtime routine. So that's why I put a different prompt on every week just to sort of remind people that here's something that you can do. Even washing your hair is a luxury. Mm. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) You can sleep better if your hair is washed. I mean, put away the dry shampoo. It's so much better. It's so relatable and, right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Do you have any other tips that you'd like to tell our listeners about sleep? Or Yeah, I, I think, you know, overall I've mentioned it a few times is just keep it simple and also know what your boundaries are. So create that boundary mm. between work and rest and also know in yourself. And I, I heard this, I think it was Emma Isaac from Business Chicks where I first heard this. But imagine your life as a four-burner stove. So each burner represents a different aspect of your life. So you've got family, friends, work, and health, or you as a whole. So if you want to be successful in life, but if you also want to, you know, excel at life, usually you have to switch off one of these burners. Not forever, but, you know, for that week. So one week, perhaps you can't go and have dinner with your friends because you've got family, work, and yourself and your health commitments. You know, if you try to do too much and spread yourself too thin, um, one, you're not sleeping well, you have all of your burners on a, you know, at a low simmer heat, you're doing lots of things, but none of them awfully well. Um, And if you try to do too much, you can burn out, literally the stove gets too hot and you just combust, essentially. (laughs) So if I can leave you with one thing, it's just, you know, give yourself permission to rest, make sure that you do prioritize sleep, don't sacrifice your sleep by trying to overload your schedule because when you wake up feeling better, you can ultimately do more the next day and, you know, it's not the end of the world. Sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves, but, you know, it really is one simple thing. Give yourself permission to rest. 
I love that. Love That's it. my new mantra for 2022. Well, thank you, Alicia, so much for coming on. Um, we will put the links to the sleep movement, social media, and the boxes in our show notes. Thank you for sharing your sleep expertise and passion for rest um, with our listeners. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And I guess, you know, I don't know whether you'll put this on the show, but I would love to offer a special discount to all of your members. So they can use the code Humorous Nurses and they can get 40% off their first box. Oh, wow. Oh, that is huge and so generous. Thank you so much. Cool. That is awesome. Love that. Get on that. You will not regret yeah. it. So. Tell me. We, I have some interesting sleep facts. They better be interesting. You've prefaced it with excitement. <laughs> Here we go. You ready? Go. 12% of people dream entirely in black and white. What? Could you, I can't even imagine. Hang that. on. So they're coming out of their dream going, oh, Kelly, um, let me tell you about my dream. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, what colour was it? And be like, I don't know. It was black, it was black and, white. and white. Are they aware of this? Is this real? Well, obviously 12% of people have, are aware. It's like are black aware. and white TV. Yeah. So strange. So strange. Isn't it like dogs? Don't dogs see black yeah. and white or something? Anyway, I <laughs> um, The record for the longest period of sleep, without sleep, sorry, the record for the longest period without sleep is 11 days. And then they died. That was probably in the died. army. <laughs> <laughs> They fully keep them awake for yeah, ages. And then they blare that Lego song, yeah. everything is awesome. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no. This one, uh, yeah, this one's interesting. It's not uncommon for deaf people to use sign language in their sleep. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. I suppose. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, dysania is the state of finding it hard to get out of bed. I have that every day. Dys- yeah. Um, parasomnia is a term that refers to unnatural movements in sleep you know like when you think you're falling and you're like oh god (laughs) oh that is the worst isn't that parasomnia oh my god does that include when you punch your husband accidentally or like well (laughs) is it accidentally stop fucking sleeping snoring It is believed that up to 15% of the population are sleepwalkers. 15%? That's huge. Do you know, when I was a little girl, my brother had a friend over one day and um, I woke up in the morning and he was sitting cross-legged in my bedroom oh. and he was asleep. <laughs> and I went and I was like, why is Aaron in my bedroom? And Mick, and Mick my brother, he was like, Josh, my brother's name is yeah. Josh, not me. Anyway, Josh was like, oh, yeah, he sleepwalked. Sorry, should have told you about that. I'm like, this is fucking, like, oh, I must have been, like, seven. And he would have been, like, 13. Like, just full-on cross-legged like he was meditating or something in my room. My mum was a massive sleepwalker. And she, one night, went outside to save the chickens from the foxes. She was dreaming. And she was, like, completely stark naked. <laughs> funny why would you sleep naked if you're a sleepwalker that's so funny i often worry about like if i if i was a sleepwalker like in the house that i lived in in with cam in um, like this little townhouse we had a spiral staircase and so i was like i just yeah imagine if you're like a sleepwalker in a house like that and then fell down a spiral staircase jesus christ i wonder if you could be legally accountable for the things you do if you're sleepwalking scary um 
this one I really love and I'm like pushing hard for it in my own marital bed, but one in four married couples sleep in separate beds. You really want to do that? One in four married couples? Mm -hmm. They'd be all elderly. No, so my, oh my, um, a lady that I listened to, Zoe Marshall from the Deep Podcast, yes. which is incredible. Her and her husband sleep in separate beds. Even when they go on holidays, they get separate beds. Why? I don't know. Cam and I spent our first married night in separate beds because I was so drunk, I passed out. And <laughs> <laughs> That's beds. so funny. I don't, I don't know that that would necessarily benefit my sleep. Although he doesn't, I have really cold feet all the time. And he doesn't let me put them on him. I don't like to touch. We have separate doonas, so we can like wrap each other. Oh, that's what Mick really wants anyone. that because yeah. I he doesn't. No, it's the be- It's legitimately the best thing I've ever done. Oh, I think yeah. we have. But then, how do you make the bed look pretty? Um. Well, I don't care about that. But Cam makes the bed for me every morning, so he oh, puts nice. his doona on his side and my doona on my side. And are they singles or are they no, doubles? Queen, we have queen size doonas each. Oh, that's snug. the dream. No, Mick doesn't use a doona and then it makes me angry. Well, I actually buy us comforters because I don't like doona oh, covers. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, yeah, I just change them. Um, sleep deprivation will kill you more quickly than food deprivation. Wow. Crazy. Well, that makes sense, I suppose, because you don't have a, res- a, a um, reserve of sleep, yeah. but you have a reserve of, like, fat and muscle that your body can use to to function, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, and, you know, food might not affect your brain, but sleep will absolutely affect your brain function, won't it? Which might affect yeah. all your organs. Oh, that's interesting. Um, humans are the only mammals that will willingly... Willingly, willingly, <laughs> willingly, 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 is that it? Willingly. <laughs> Humans are the only mammals that will willingly delay sleep. Really? Yeah. That's because we're stupid. We are stupid. We're idiots. And we want things like mm. now. And then this one's like pretty good. Higher earners get the best sleep. No shit, mate. Because they really? have nothing to worry about. No, it's because they've got $10,000 mattresses. Yeah. <laughs> and 2,000 thread count sheets. Exactly. Egyptian cotton. Exactly. And someone to and make their bed And they're not finicking the on, like, plastic mattress protectors. And sleep thinking, oh, my afterpay go through tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> that, I find that interesting, though, because um, surely people who get paid a lot more some of them would have more responsibility or stress. Like, yeah. I'm surprised. But then also they could just have a massage before bed. Like, yeah, like that would put me to sleep. Mm, they probably, yeah. I mean, lucky. That's that's the reason to make the money, isn't it? Right. Is that it? That's I'm all you've sure. got? I was excited about them. Yeah, sorry. That probably built that up a little no, bit. No, it's good. No, I actually, no, they were really good. I think I need to snooze now after that episode. I hope that episode didn't put you to sleep. <laughs> Um, actually, do you know something interesting? While I'm doing this Safer Care Victoria project, at the start and the end of every session, they get you to do this squirrel score. So, um, and then they put up all these squirrels, and the number one is like the squirrels, heart, like pretty much asleep, and then the number five is like the squirrels, like screaming, right. excited for yeah. like life. And so then they get you to QR code and rate your level of sleep yeah. of squirrelness, and it's really cool. Like it, and it it makes you realize like. Even at the start of your day, you can be nearly dead from yeah. feeling tired. And then by the end of it, I mean, yeah. if the content was really boring, you're mm-hmm. probably still asleep. Yeah. No, it's, it's an interesting little insight. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. So let's all go have a nap. Yeah. 
Uh, but before you do, go and give us a five-star rating. That'd be great. Five stars only. Five stars only. <laughs> Actually, no, we do. I mean, yes. Yes, you have to give us a five-star rating. If you've got negative feedback, though, send it to us in our emails. Don't leave it in the reviews. <laughs> yeah, email, email us and tell us why you don't like us. Yeah. We would love that. We'd love to engage and have a conversation. Yeah, you? absolutely. We yeah. love a good challenge. And we'll find a way to win you over. That's convince you otherwise. <laughs> but keep listening just in case you learn to love us. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, you can actually download all of our episodes. Did you know that? I do. Yeah. I download them regularly. Do you? <laughs> You're so funny. I have it clicked oh. to download automatically. Oh, I don't yeah. know. You can Every do new that. episode downloads yeah, automatically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Instagram at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to shout us a coffee or two, so huge thanks to everyone that's already, um, you know, bought us a virtual coffee. Yeah, we love that. So nice. So nice. Kelly loves it. She goes into her bank account. What goes into the two humorous nurses bank account? <laughs> we're going to build it up and we're going to buy a new mixer mixer for our. We're like a charity. Not for our tequila, <laughs> but for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we are like a charity. Please donate. Donate to our <laughs> Roadcaster Pro Fund. So you can buy us a virtual coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash humorous nurses uh, and send us an email to hello at to humorousnurses.com that's humorous like the bone h-u-m-e-r-u-s and thanks for the ongoing support Mm. go have a sneeze now bye bye